0: Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, however you get your Bibles, go ahead and open them, whether that's in book form or app form. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're going to read a couple of verses from there as we continue in our series called Win the Day, which is based on a great book by Pastor Mark Batterson, who is a pastor in Washington, D.C., and has written many, many books. But on reading this book, I felt like these are some principles that we need to hear and there's no way I can read the entire book. So we have it on sale in the lobby or wherever you want to buy books. You can find that or you can buy it in ebook form. Uh, my brother-in-law just informed me this week that he just bought it in audio form and they're listening to it on their way to and from work. And so uh, however you want to do that, I would encourage you. It's a great, great book. But today we're going to see our next habit that you'll hear about in just a minute. And it flows, I believe, right out of this passage in First Kings chapter 19, beginning at verse 19. Hear the word of the Lord. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah said. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. This is the word of God for the people of God, and our response is, thanks be to God. Well, I want to talk with you briefly about another Elisha, not Elisha the prophet, but Elisha Otis. I think we have a picture of him. He's uh, a you know, very handsome man with a nice beard. He's already ready for No Shave November. And. Uh, Elisha Otis uh, was a an inventor. He was a businessman. He had many things that uh, he tried to invent or things that he tried to do, business endeavors that he went into. Some of them failed just because of the economy. Uh, some failed. One of them failed because uh, his electrical source, which was hydroelectric power, that uh, stream was diverted by the city that he was in, and his whole thing went belly up. So he wound up moving to New York City. And there he was put in charge of converting a warehouse into a certain type of business. It had been used for something else, and there was a lot of equipment scattered throughout the factory. And he began to think about he needed to move everything from this bottom floor up to the top floor. And he began to think about how he could do that. He thought, if I only had a hoist system, which was, you know, kind of the elevator of its day, he would be able to do this, but... Nobody really liked to trust the hoist system. You see, if the rope was old or the rope broke, the hoist system uh, dropped everything. And however many floors up you were, that's how many floors down you went. And so it wasn't something that was particularly useful, but he thought, I need this. We need to do this. And so he began to look at different ways to help solve This problem he and his sons together were what they call tinkerers and they put together a way of Seeing that if something happened where that rope were to break on a hoist system or their newfangled word elevator It would drop just a little bit and the brakes would engage and stop that elevator from falling Now this was a great invention, but and it worked well in the factory and he thought nobody would be interested in this And so he didn't even get it patented. He didn't try and do anything. But then there were other factories that began to look in on this. And he began to think, aha, maybe I have come up with something that people would be interested in. He didn't seem to be able to get people to to catch on board. And so luckily for him, the 1859 World's Fair, I'm sorry, 1854 World's Fair came to New York City and he rented space in a very high part of the auditorium and he and his sons constructed a hoist system with his new brake and nobody was really paying any attention everybody had seen a hoist system they were probably maybe some of them were waiting to see how many times up and down it went until the rope broke we have a picture of it here let's go to that next slide james and he built really up high and finally he got it up high and he began to command everyone's attention ladies and gentlemen If you will look here, I want to show you the fabulous invention that I have here. And people began to look up at him. And he had staged, unbeknownst to everybody, for someone to be up top. Now, some stories say it was an axe man. Other people say it was a guy with a saber. That's very dramatic. Um, Here it looks like somebody with just a knife. That would be a, a tough rope to cut through with a knife. But all of a sudden, in the middle of his speech, the man stepped up with an axe and swooped through the rope to the gasp of everybody as the hoist system began to fall. But then the relief as it fell only a few inches. And then he was able to tell everyone, we're safe here. Everything's okay. I would like to show you my new system that will revolutionize The world. And it did. The Otis Elevator Company is still in existence today because Elisha Otis cut the rope. He cut the rope. That's our habit for today. I know it's strange. Last week we had fly the kite and this week we cut the rope. Uh, We're two different habits. It's okay. But this week, the challenge is to cut the rope that you have to take some calculated risks. Now, this is important because sometimes we think of cut the rope and we think about a blind leap. But we're not talking about a blind leap. We're talking about a calculated risk. I'm sure that they brought that hoist system up and tested this several times to see before they went out and did it. But it still was a risk. They were in front of a large audience. This could be the end of his career. If that thing failed that one time, that would be it. So cutting the rope is not just blind leap. Hey, I want to do this. I want to try it. Woo, here we go. No, it is looking at where God is calling and relying upon him and looking and seeing what what he has called you to. Maybe to get a few things and taking that calculated risk to step off to where God is calling us. I think we see that perfectly modeled when we see and we meet the prophet Elisha or who will become the prophet Elisha. Oh, I love that quote. Let's go back to that. Mark Batterson in his book says, The greatest risk is taking no risks. We're often so consumed with safety that we forget that the call of God often is a calculated risk to cut that rope, to let that engage, to take that risk. And the greatest risk is taking no risk at all. To play it safe is sometimes the most dangerous thing you can do in your life, with the life God has given you, and in your spiritual walk. And so we're going to look at what it means to cut the rope as we look at the prophet Elijah or the man who would become the prophet Elisha. And when we meet him right there in verse 19, we see that Elijah was going to find him and he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat. Now, Elisha's name means God is salvation. And he was the son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Why was that important for them to write down, to talk about what he was doing in the midst of this? Wasn't it enough to give his name and tell who his father was? I believe the writer wanted us to understand that evidently Shaphat was a very wealthy man. To have 12 teams of oxen, with 12 plows, plowing a field. I mean, that's just like somebody going over the top and like having a fleet of Ferrari. Or a fleet of Lamborghinis. Or if you're just a farmer, a fleet of giant John Deere tractors. Or international harvesters. Whichever one you want. It showed that Elisha probably had a really good inheritance coming to him. He had only to just keep walking and plowing the field. And he was in the 12th one, which means he was learning. He was watching the others that would have been just slightly ahead as he was plowing that field that would one day be his field. And the 11 other pairs and teams of oxen and plows that would be his. And all of a sudden, here comes the prophet Elijah. And I know it sounds strange to us when he throws his cloak on him. If somebody walked by us and decided to try and throw their cloak on us, we'd probably duck out of the way. Say, what are you doing, man? Don't throw your dirty clothes on me. But Elisha would have known in his day and age that what that meant, the prophet Elijah would have been known, and what it meant was he was calling him, that God was calling Elisha through the prophet Elijah. And at that moment, he had a decision. Was he going to take a calculated risk? Was he going to trust what his name told him every time it was mentioned, that God was salvation? Or was he going to look at the 11 pairs of oxen and a plow and the fields and the inheritance that was to come and trust in that? Was he going to play it safe or take a risk? Was he going to cut the rope or stay at home? Since we know that this is a calculated risk, and since we know that this is inviting us to participate in this same story, to participate in cutting the rope of taking that calculated risk, then you and I probably need to set some goals. That's strange, isn't it? Uh, Here we go again. I'm giving you another acronym. Are you ready? Now, goals are very, very important. We need to set some goals if we're going to take the calculated risk and cut that rope. Mark Batterson says in his book, you will not hit 100% of the goals you never write down. So, I would invite you to take out some paper right now. So that you can write this down and remember so that this week you can begin to wrestle with God about what are the goals that he is calling you to. What rope is he calling you to cut in order to trust and take a step out in faith with him? First of all, for every goal, the first thing that we are told is that these goals must be God-centered. They must be God-honoring. The first part of every goal must be god Honoring it's important that we remember james. Let's go to the next slide there It's important that we remember uh, from the scripture We see this that elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elisha, he knew the priorities had changed. He knew the goal was now different It wasn't just about the 11 oxen anymore There was something that had to happen in this moment and we see that he ran right after elijah He knew that he was being called to do something different, to honor God with his life. And we see the prophet Elisha is ready to go and to do this. Can you move to the next slide, James? Now I want to assure you about something. Because often when we talk about the calling of prophets or ministers or preachers or those kinds of things, some of us who feel like that's not the call on their life just kind of tend to turn your brain off and then when Pastor Jeff goes to the next story, we'll check back in. So I want you to know this is not just about ministry. Now, if you tend to discount that you might be called into ministry, can I get you to open your ears up for just a little bit? It may be that God is calling you student, male or female, young or old. Have you decided for yourself that God is not calling you into ministry? Or are you open to the possibility that that cloak might fall on you? I hope so. But for most of us, this is not just about ministry. This is about doing whatever you feel God is calling you to do to his glory, to honor him so that your goal, whatever those goals may be, are God honoring. I love this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. He says, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets as if Michael Ange- as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well so it's not just about ministry but what are you called into what has God gifted you for what is God leading you into what is that thing that just can't get out of your mind are you ready to do it and are you ready to do it well not just to make money or to be famous but to honor God with what God has placed right before you. If we're going to cut the rope, our goals must start by honoring God. Okay? Let's move on. Next, our goals must not just be God honoring, but they must be others focused. Let's look at what the scripture says in that next slide, James. Must be others focused. In verse 20, Elisha says to Elijah, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come back to you. So he's not only just ready to go, he's not just ready to, to, to go and follow and say yes to what God is calling him to, to honor God with his life, but then he remembers others, and he remembers his mom and dad. We often would think in our day and age, oh, he's just going to miss them. And probably he would, I mean, he's a human being. Not sure where God is going to lead him. He's heard some pretty significant stories about this Elijah character. But in his day and age, it would have been for their benefit to go back and to say to mom and dad, I'm not dead. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to be the prodigal son. I'm not just running off to squander my responsibilities or anything along those lines. I want to come. I'm going to kiss you. And then I'm going to go honor God. With what God is calling me to do with my life. So even in wanting his goal to be God-honoring, he is still thinking of others. And he does that. One of the greatest examples of being others-focused, I think, happens, well, in my household, usually once a week when we go to Chick-fil-A. Now, come on. How many of you are already disappointed that they're not open on Sunday? Because you can't get any waffle fries today. But they are continuing to just change the trend over and over. And and we know that, yeah, their goal is to be God-honoring, but then it is others-focused. When you go in and they do something for you and you say, thank you, what do they say in return? My pleasure. That's right. Well done. You're all indoctrinated. Why is that so different? The story of the owner said that when she was at a hotel one time, this is where she got this line. That as she was talking with someone and thanking them, they always said, my pleasure. And it got her to to thinking, why don't they say you're welcome? She said, because when somebody says pleasure, it's my pleasure, you begin to get the sense that they really enjoyed helping you with whatever was set before them. And she said from then on, that was going to become the Chick-fil-A mentality. And they only hire people whose goal it is to say, my pleasure. That I am here and this organization exists, not just to make money, not just to make a profit, But to be focused on the other and we see how well it is if you ever try and go there at noon The line is around the building both in cars and in the building Why is that because they're god-honoring and they're others focused That's important. It's important. Let's move on The next part of the goal it once it's god-honoring, you know, it's god-honoring and you know, it's others focused Then it's time for you to go all in all in. We see this in scripture. We see that Elisha goes all in. He takes one of those carts, uh, ox carts, and he takes the oxen and we see, let's go to that next slide, James, where, where he says, he took his yoke of oxen and he, uh, all right, hang on, I'm lost here. It's on the screen. He left his oxen. No, no, I'm still in the wrong place. He took his yoke of oxen. There we go, verse 21. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. So what was he saying? He was symbolically saying, here's my portion, my inheritance, the place where I could always have something to come back to. He said, no, I'm going all in. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to be others focused. And we even see he's still others focused as he's going all in. He just, he burns the, the ox, the cart, and he burns and he cooks the meat and then he gives it on to somebody else and they ate. But what he was saying is, I'm going all in. There's not, I'm not coming back. There's not something here that's holding me back. I want to give everything I have and move forward into what God is calling me. I'm going to cut the rope. I want my life to be God-honoring, others-focused, and I'm going to be all in. I'll never forget in our life, for Lori and I, when we felt that God was calling us, both of us, to move, to leave Los Angeles, where I had a nice practice as a therapist and was helping in a few churches, and where she was working at a university and finishing up. And we felt God's call to move, Across the world to Belfast, Northern Ireland, so that Lori could attend Queen's University. Here's a picture of it. It's a beautiful campus. <laughs> Looks like that most days, when it's not raining. It is Ireland. But we felt the call to go, and, and we said yes, and we wanted that to be God-honoring, and we did want that to be others-focused. But we remembered the time when we had to begin to go all in and it was a service not unlike today where we stood with our pastor where I served part-time as pastor of congregational care we had to announce to people that this is where we were going and this is what we were doing we thought we want to announce this to you ahead of time because we're going to be doing some what appear to be strange things we're going to be selling a lot of our possessions even my comfortable California king bed That was long enough for my feet not to hang off the end. To leave our little dog with someone else. Because we were going all in. And we didn't want anything to hold us back. It was going to be impossible to hold an apartment in California and one in Belfast, Northern Ireland. No, we were going and we were going all in. I'll never regret that decision we'll talk more about that next week but let's move on to our next next part of our goal once you know it's god honoring and others focus and you're prepared to go all in then you have to leave the past behind this is where i'm going to ask a few questions that get a little tough because there are some things that in all of our past that make us hesitate to cut that rope. And follow wherever it is that God's calling us. And sometimes a lot of those things are are negative things. And so let's move to that next slide, James. When we... uh, Well, we see this in Scripture. Then he set out to follow Elijah. We see that... Elijah Elisha decided after he had known that it was God honoring and others focused and he was going all in He was letting go of anything that would hold him back. Then he sets out he leaves the past He leaves mom and dad. He leaves the family. He leaves the village and goes to follow Elijah We don't know all of what he was leaving in That little town or in his family But if we are like him in any way, i'm sure that there were some things that he would love to leave behind Some of those things are negative things. Let's move to that next slide, James. And I want to ask you today, what do you need to leave in order to follow God's call? This is the question that we we will wrestle with in this time. What do you need to leave in order to follow God's call? Maybe, just maybe, let's go to that next slide, James. Do you have some negative thoughts that need to be left behind? Do you have those things that just keep coming up, that just trip you up? Maybe it's something that someone said to you in your past. Maybe it's somebody significant who said something to you in in the past, and you just continually have those negative thoughts. Are you ready to leave those in the past as you move forward, going all in, others focused, God honoring? Are you ready to move into that? Let's go to the next slide. Maybe it's negative people that you need to leave behind. Are there folks who are just trapping you in the past, keeping you focused on what you can't do, keeping you focused on on what struggles you have? Are there sometimes some folks, if you're going to cut the rope and move into what God is calling you to, that you have to begin to let go of? And leave in the past. Maybe, just maybe, it's some negative habits. There are some things that just hold you back. You said, oh, if I could just get rid of that, then I can serve God. Friends, today might be the day that God is calling you to cut the rope, to move out into what He is calling you to so that you can honor Him. And be others focused and go all in. And it might mean leaving behind some negative habits that continue to trip you up. In whatever way that may be. Sometimes it is surrendering to God and there's a miraculous intervention that happens. Other times it might mean an appointment with a therapist or it might mean an import, uh, uh you know getting being a part of a 12-step group or something that allows you to do whatever is necessary to cut the rope and to leave that negative habit in the past maybe for some of you it's past failures that you have to leave in the past Oh, I tried that once. I I, I was going to, and then, you know, I just failed. I I couldn't do the work. I couldn't get into it. or, Or the city diverted my stream, and I lost all my electricity source, and I'm just done. I give up. Maybe for some of you, it's a past failure. that's keeping you trapped in the past, and keeping you from cutting the rope to go. God-honoring others focused all in. Are you ready to leave past failures behind? And one more, and this one's even trickier than past failures, because we all want to get rid of past failures, but very few of us want to get rid of past successes. But sometimes it's the things that we were successful at in the past that keep us most trapped. Because ours is a God who calls us to new things. Evidently, Elisha's dad was very successful. And Elisha was set up for maybe a lifetime of success. But when the call of God came, He said, I'm leaving my past successes for what God has for me in His great future. Are you willing to leave the past behind? And lastly today, in our goals. We want to be God-honoring. We want to be others-focused, all in, leaving the past behind, and then we are called to serve. In whatever way God leads us, whether that's in ministry, in a church, or in your building, your office, as a scientist, as a teacher, as a student, you are called to serve. And we see this as we finish our passage. He set out to follow Elijah and what? Became his Servant. Oh yeah, I I want to honor God. I want to be others focused. I'm going to be all in. I'm leaving everything behind. And I'm going to be a servant. Let me ask my friend, where are you serving today? Where are you called to serve? Maybe it's here in church. You know, we could... We could use some other Sunday school teachers for kids. We we could use some help in our kids' program. I love, I've been seeing uh new faces up here on the platform. Isn't it been great to have Aiden up here and Alicia and Andy played bass for the first time today? It's a call to serve. To use the gifts, to cut the rope, to take a risk, a calculated risk, to honor God, to be others focused, to be all in. To leave the past behind and then to serve. Maybe it's a call to serve here in the church. But this isn't the only place. What about your neighborhood? Where are you called to serve in your neighborhood? Look around. I'm telling you, there are places in need where you live. And maybe, just maybe, you might be called to leave everything behind and go and serve somewhere else. That might be a mission trip. That might be called to be a missionary. Whatever it is, I'm encouraging you today And I believe this scripture encourages us today to cut the rope. To take the calculated risk. No longer playing it safe. We're going to have to set some goals. And we want them to be God-honoring, others-focused. Are you going to be all in? Are you going to leave whatever needs to be left behind so that you can go and serve where God is calling you? Are you ready, church, to go? And cut the rope. Is today the day that you decide? And isn't this interesting? We use this word all the time in church, don't we? I want to decide. I'm going to decide for Jesus. Did you know that the word decide comes from the Latin word decadere, which means cut off? So today, Cross Community Church, both here and online, are you ready to decide? Are you ready to cut the rope? Would you stand with me for prayer? Lord Jesus, we know that you know us. And you know that when we receive your call, when that cloak falls on us, whatever it may be, it's often difficult for us. We're trained to kind of play it safe, do what we've always done. today we've seen in scripture and we've heard from a book that there is a habit that can be built into our lives to take the risk that you're calling us to to trust that you are Elisha you are salvation for us and so today I'm just convinced that there are some of us here who have felt that cloak fall on us, your call fall on us. For some, it is to ministry. For others, it may be taking a risk of moving into a different occupation. For some of us, it may be a risk of going back to school to learn something. For some of us, it may be an invitation to enter into the life you have given us and into our families in a new way. Whatever it is, God, I pray that as people sense your call here today or online, that they would know that they can begin to set that goal honoring you being others focused help them to give have the strength to go all in and leave behind whatever would hinder them as they seek to go out and serve you as a worker as a minister as a layperson as, as a worker in a job as a student no matter how old or young Help us to remember, and Jesus, you modeled this. Your whole ministry was God-honoring. You were always others-focused. You went all in on the cross, leaving everything into God's hands. You served with your very last breath. So today, call us, let us hear your call, and let us be ready to go. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, today, I'm just wondering if you're ready to say yes to what God is calling you to. If that's you and you just sense God is calling, God has placed something on my heart. Maybe it's ministry. Maybe it's maybe it's just a new job. Maybe it's a new invention. I don't know what it could be, but today you're saying, I've sensed God's call today. And I want to say yes. Would you just raise your hand all around? Raise your hand. I want to say yes to what God is calling me to. Yes, I sense God's call. I'm going to say yes. I see those hands, young and and old. Amen. Put your hands down. Maybe today you want to begin the process of setting your goal. Being God-honoring, others focused, all in, leaving behind whatever needs to be left in the past so that you can serve. So I'm going to ask you to do something right now that may be a little awkward. But we're going all in. We're leaving behind stuff so that we can serve. Would you dare to come and to pray at an altar this morning? Would you dare to step out right where you are right now and to come and to kneel? And you're saying, I raise my hand and I... Want to say yes. I'm going all in. I'm leaving whatever needs to be left in the past in the past, and I'm going to go forward into what God is calling me to. If that's you, you come now. There's some who are coming. If you're online, you can just turn around, or if you're with your family, just raise your hand, ask someone to pray with you right there where you are. You don't have to be in a church building to to be a part of this. You come right now. Just come. I'm going all in, leaving behind. I want to serve. Is there anyone else? God has placed their hand on you. You're saying, I, "I just want to leave everything with God. I'm burning, I'm burning the ox cart. I want to go all in for others, for what God is calling me to. If that's you, you come. Father, some have come, and we do not know the extent of the reach that this is having online." So we pray whether it's happening right now or somewhere in this week or month or in the years to come. With those who have come forward or are kneeling wherever they are, sense your real presence. And may they right now begin to say, I'm going to honor you. I want to be others focused all in everything in the past moving forward to where you are calling me to serve. God, thank you. For those you have called, I pray your blessing would be upon them. I pray that we would always be a church that sets goals to move forward into what you are calling us to. For we pray and we ask all of these things In the name of Jesus, our King, it's in his name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Those who are at the altar can pray as long as you need to. I'm going to give you this blessing and let you go. Go reverently and quietly as those who are here are praying. And now may you, my friends, may you sense the call of God on your life, his cloak being draped around your shoulders and whatever He calls you to do. I pray that you'll begin this week to experience the joy of cutting the rope and setting some goals that honor Him, that focus on others. May you go all in on it. Hold nothing back. Leave what needs to be left. And may you find a beautiful place to serve. I pray this in the name of the one who calls you for he is faithful. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Thank you for joining us online today. God bless you and your week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast, please fill out a Connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website.